Welcome to Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking this podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. I believe in the psychology of losing weight because sometimes the weight we really need to lose isn't on our body. So I'm so glad that you're here and welcome to the journey. Hey ladies, welcome back. I'm so excited to be here. For those of you who are new, welcome to this space. Maybe you're looking for somewhere that you can gain some secrets, some insight, something that's going to be impactful and help you to lose the weight. But here on this show, we don't just talk about the weight that shows up on the scale. We actually deal with all of the weight, the mental and the emotional weight as well. And listen, this is my favorite season that we're embarking upon, y'all. The sun is out. The weather is warm. And I am so grateful that I made it. Maybe you're like me. Where are my people who just have that, you know, just that sad season? And it's actually called sad where the fall and winter months, they're just long and they're cold and they're gloomy. But I just thank God for his grace that was actually sufficient because not only did I have to go to that season, but we've been going through those seasons consistently in the midst of a pandemic and uncertainty. So welcome, welcome, welcome back on today. I have an amazing topic for you guys. I hope that you are ready to take notes because you do know that this year is the year of X exponential growth. And how do we grow? We don't just grow by hearing the information, but we need to take time to write down those things that resonate with us. We need to take time to stop being offended by things because we may hear them and they may not register to our heart the way they need to register our heart before they register to our emotions that's ready to just dismiss or find fault with anything that may be coming our way that can help us become a better version of ourselves, to help us level up, to help us think differently. And I was speaking with a girlfriend earlier and we always agree that it takes a different level of humility to grow and elevate to the next level. And a lot of us haven't exercise that muscle of humility because maybe our life has put us in some positions where we are authoritative. You know, if you're a mother, you're in an authoritative position. Uh, Maybe on your job, you know, you have some type of authoritative role, but it takes true humility to grow and to learn. And the more humble we are, the more we train our ears to hear things and to interpret things in a way that help us grow instead of hearing and interpreting things in a way that offends us, right? Because when we're offended, we're not curious anymore. When we're offended, we don't plan on taking any more time to really just ruminate on what it is that we heard or what we what we think. And I don't know why I needed to say that, but that might've been Holy Spirit. Because today we're going to be talking about guarding your heart. But before I get into that, I want to thank Anne-Marie again. She was our guest on the previous podcast show and she shared her journey in how through true conviction, which I can relate to, she changed her dietary habits and she's on fire, not only for the Lord, but she's on fire to help people learn to better care for 
for their temple. And so if you did not get an opportunity to listen to that episode, I do want to encourage you to go back and listen. It's over 70 episodes now in the Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery Library. So don't just be sitting around. Make sure you put your notifications on. And if you love what it is that you hear, you can let me know that by taking a moment to rate and review the podcast. I always say that. That makes all the difference. I appreciate your inboxes. I appreciate you guys responding in the group. But universally, it could help us if you rate and you review the podcast on Apple. Leave a comment. It doesn't have to be anything extensive. But whatever it is that you liked about the show, I would love to see that. And I would love to hear that. And that would help more people find us. Okay? So today I'm excited to teach about guarding our heart because you guys are aware that it's mental health awareness month. And as a counselor, I feel that it is my duty to to do something to bring awareness to mental illness. But you know, fortunately, we live in a time where a lot of people are doing that. We're shining the light on depression. We're shining the light on anxiety. And I'm not minimizing so many other uh, mental health disorders. But today I wanted to talk about guarding our heart because I feel like it's a foundational spiritual principle that can help us navigate some of those tough spaces that we find ourselves in. Sometimes we may be dealing with seasons of depression, uh, moments of depression. We may be dealing with anxiety, but it can be self-imposed anxiety or self-inflicted anxiety, or it could be false anxiety, right? Because a lot of times we believe and we buy into our own narratives, our own ideas of how things are, how they should be going, how we're measuring up. And because of that, we could be getting a wrong interpretation of what is happening around us, what is happening within us, and it could be showing up in so many ways. So on Today, I want to talk about a very, very important spiritual principle that I think will help us to um, get on the right track in terms of taking care of ourselves. Because ultimately, mental health awareness is not just about realizing or not just about us talking about the symptoms um, that are associated with so many different illnesses, but also us talking about some preventative measures, also us talking about some indicators, also us talking about some recommendations of things that we can do um, to help ourselves navigate through some of those tough spaces. As human beings, we're going to have seasons um, where we don't feel whole. We may have seasons where a part of us is grieving. We may have seasons where we're, you know, dealing with that anxiety because real things around us are happening. You know, it's difficult to feel whole, to feel vibrant, to feel your complete joy when your finances are not not what they need to be. But on today, I'm hoping that something that I say will help you and begin to um, change your life. Okay. And so today I'm going to be talking about guarding your heart, guarding your heart in the world today. There is, there are so many things that we can be disheartened about. Uh, There are so many things that can happen that we just have no control over, yet those things impact us. I mean, one of the most recent things that I know about is the mass shooting in Buffalo. And please forgive me because all of these shootings are happening at such a rapid pace that the moment I get wind of one of them, it's like I've already missed another three, right? And so these events, these things that are happening in real life, they can be so disheartening and it, it impacts us. It has 
an influence on us. It influences our actions and we would be lying to ourselves if we said that it didn't. But one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is how God intended to protect us even from moments that we cannot control, even from circumstances that we cannot control. It's like God left us navigation of how it is that we are supposed to maneuver through this life. And on today, I'm going to share some of those with you. It's so important that we guard our heart. And and what is one of the reasons that, that we should guard our heart? I think one of the reasons that we should guard our heart is because this is how we grow in all diligence. Mm. This is how we grow in all diligence. We are told to guard our hearts with all diligence. Above all else, guard your heart. But what does that really mean? And so when I was really looking at heart, I was thinking about, should I look at a definition? Like what's the definition of the heart? But I just didn't feel like that described what we're talking about here, the context of actually guarding your heart. And so I came across this this definition by Michael Hyatt. And it says that the heart is the authentic self. It's the core of your being. It is that part of you that makes you you. It is your inner being where your dreams, your desires, and your possessions live. It is that part of you that connects with God in other people. That felt right. That felt like something worth guarding. And I want to kind of go through that a little bit more. The heart is your authentic self. My authentic self feels like something worth guarding. The more I unpack The more I grow, the more honest I am with myself, the more I forgive myself for mistakes that I made, the more I forgive myself for foolishness, right? Because sometimes things aren't mistakes, they're they're just foolishness. And the more I'm able to identify the two, to have grace and compassion, to have the humility that's necessary, the humility that I know I know nothing at all, even as much as I know right now, I still know nothing at all. Those things have helped me to get closer to my authentic self. Unpacking some of the lies, unpacking some of the trauma, really looking at my habits, really looking at my outcomes in the fruit of my life. Not just the good parts, not just, oh, I, I graduated and I, I got my degrees. Y'all, those, that's to be celebrated. But when I'm alone with myself, Am I proud of the decisions that I'm making? Am I proud of the way that I am taking care of my body when nobody's watching? Am I proud of how I am committing to doing the things that I said I would do, even if not doing those things only impact me in some small way, right? And so as I started to the process of self-discovery, I became more familiar with a newer version of myself, which would be a more authentic version of myself. And so the more I grow, the more I uncover, the more I do to getting to that authentic part of myself, the more determined, the more momentum I get to start guarding that part of me, right? Another thing, the core of your being, your authentic self is the core of your being. It's the center of who you are. It's the part of you that makes you you. You know, we love to say we're fearfully and we were wonderfully made. 
where guarding our heart is so important because we never truly know how fearfully and wonderfully made we are until we're able to really get into that part of us that makes us us until we're able to be comfortable with ourselves in a way that we discover our authentic self, the part of us that makes us us. It is your inner being where your dreams, your desires, and your passions live. This is going to deliver and set somebody free. When is the last time you dreamed about something? When is the last time you desired something or you had a passion about something? And I'm not talking about sin, y'all. This is a Christian podcast. I'm talking about dreams, desires, passions, like those innocent dreams, desires, and passions that you had when you were a young girl. With no inhibitions, no pain, no hurt, no understanding of, of monetary value or, or discipline or what took this or what took that. Like, what? where is that? How well are you guarding your dreams, your desires, and your passions? Because they live in your heart, right? And it's that part of you that connects with God and people. And this is why I thought guarding your heart was so important, particularly for Mental Health Awareness Month, because it's that part of you that connects with God and other people. So many of us are disconnected. We're disconnected. Disconnected is not to be confused with disconnecting yourself from toxic relationships or from situations or habits and that sort of thing that you've wasted your time. Disconnected means we are unable to make a soul connection. Whether that hindrance is ourselves, our fear, we're too busy, we don't know that we need, whatever the reason is, we're unable to make the connection and we're unable to make the connections that we need to make because there are things in our lives that are keeping us so disconnected from God. So we should guard our heart because it's important that we guard it and protect it because that is how we connect with God. And if all of those other reasons weren't enough, then that one is the one that trumps them all. And for any of you who've had a relationship with God for any period of time, you know the moment you start disconnecting from God, when your flesh starts telling you that this situation is serious, when your flesh starts desiring to do something that you know is outside of God's will, right? We know how to get disconnected, but the importance is to guard our hearts so we don't have this relationship where we're vacillating. And one of the benefits of actually guarding our hearts is that it protects our character. It protects our character. We guard our hearts because we want to reflect the character in the goodness of God. And so we've all heard the scripture that a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. That's in Luke chapter six, verse 45. What you say flows from what is in your heart, right? So one of the greatest benefits to guarding our hearts is that it protects our character. 
Why is protecting our character important, right? Because you might think, I don't care what nobody thinking about me. People need to mind their business. Just because I said this or just because I did this, just because that whatever doesn't mean I'm not connected or I don't have a relationship with my father. And I hear you. But I want you to know that guarding your heart protects your character because your character is God's character. And it took me way far too long to realize this. So let's go back to that part where I say, if you don't guard your heart, you get disconnected from God, right? Because one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is to confuse you to think that you, little old you, that God is still working on, your character does not impede on what people see about God's character. Okay? You think that just because it's you, just because God's still working on you, that the type of character you have or what it is that you're doing is not a reflection upon God. And it it's not for the spiritually mature. We know that. But for your level of influence and for who it is that you're saying that you are and for what it is that you're trying to represent, guarding your heart protects you from tarnishing your character. When you get into the habit of guarding your heart, it protects you from marring your character and distorting your image. It protects you from distorting the image of the creator. This is one of the biggest reasons people call followers hypocrites these days, because we're not fully aware of how we look. You know, we, we know the private time that we spend with God. We know how we're, we've grown. We know the things that we're working on, but we're so unaware or we're so unfamiliar with the discipline of guarding our hearts that we still don't see how our character, how, how those parts of our character, the things that we're doing, our habits, how we are showing up or how we aren't showing up, what we do say or what we don't say, what we do participate in or what we don't participate in, participate in still distorts the image of our creator, right? Because nobody's perfect. We're, we're, we're not trying to be perfect, but if we're really guarding our hearts, let me put it simply to you like this. God could be working on you, but if you're really guarding your heart, there are some Facebook posts you're just not going to share. God can still be working on you, but if you're really intentional about guarding your heart, there are just some conversations that you're not going to participate in. God can still be working on you, but if you're really, really guarding your heart, there are just some places that you know you don't need to be because this is not a good representation of the image of your creator. Why is this important? Because there is a spiritual battle that is always going on for your heart. Why? Because the state of your heart influences and determines the direction of the impact of your life. Oh, God, listen. There is a spiritual battle for your heart. Why? Because the state of your heart influences and determines the direction and the impact of your life. If you lose heart in yourself, your life will be affected. If you lose heart in yourself, everything around you will be affected. So it's important that you put up your guard and you maintain a pure heart. Because your impact, the impact that you can have on someone else, the influence that you have with what it is that God has created you to do, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. And this is so important. This is why God doesn't want us to be distracted. So what are five ways 
that we can guard our heart. And listen, y'all, don't just be listening to me and not taking notes, okay? This is the year of exponential growth. One of the things that we have to stop doing is just listening, consuming information, just casually thinking that this is just another person speaking or telling us something, particularly when we're praying to grow, we're praying to change, we're praying to heal, we're praying to learn to take care of our bodies better. And maybe you might hear this episode and think, ah, I don't really need to know this. I I really need to know something else. Or I really like this other episode, this other topic. Can we get back to this other topic? That's not always how God is going to work in us. And some of us have skipped over very foundational and fundamental practices in our lives that would just counterpart us to the next level if we were just to do this one small thing. So guarding your heart is one of those things. That's one of those precepts. That's one of those foundational things that you really, really, really want to hone in on to become great at. Okay, so five ways that you can guard your heart. One, you got to prioritize it. You have to prioritize it. The heart is mentioned over 900 times in the Bible because God wants to get our attention about how important it is. In Proverbs 4 verse 23, we are told to guard our heart above everything else. So that means we need to make it our number one priority. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. What needs to be our number one priority? Our heart. Our heart. Okay, all right. So we make our heart our first priority. Guide it. Got it. Got it. How do I make my heart my first priority? Well, one, she just said that the heart is mentioned 900 times in the Bible. If I don't do anything else when I click off this podcast, I need to at least read some scriptures about the heart. Okay? Some of us can't prioritize our heart spiritually or physical, physically. And if you learn to, to, to prioritize your heart spiritually, you're going to prioritize your heart physically. If you learn to prioritize your heart spiritually, you're going to prioritize your heart physically. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to me now. This doesn't mean you know your your scripture and you go to church and you volunteer at church. That's not what that means. If you learn to guard your heart spiritually, you will guard your heart physically. Okay? So prioritize your heart. Number two, you have to trust God. Why do you have to trust God? Oh God, this has blessed me so much because your heart can deceive you. A lot of times when we think of the heart, we're thinking of feelings. We're thinking of emotions. And some of us have such immature emotions. We're like five-year-olds and the same temper tantrum that we use on daddy is still the same temper tantrum we use at work. It's the same temper tantrum we use with our husbands. It's the same temper tantrum we use when, we, when things don't go our way. And it's childish, right? So you have to trust God. Why? Because your heart can deceive you. Your emotions can deceive you. Your feelings can deceive you. Your thought process, which may be rooted in, a, in, in negativity or may be, need to be reframed altogether, may be deceiving you. So it is important that we trust God because our hearts can deceive us. Our emotions can be telling us a lie, right? I've had my emotions lie to me several times. And it takes so much humility when you truly believe a thing, when you truly know you felt something, you think you felt something or, or your, or your vibe or your intuition has told you one thing and a person is flat out letting you know that's not the case, or you're looking at some fact that's contrary to what it is you believe, but you still believe this so strong that even with all the facts, even with everything laid out, 
You think that there's just some, it has to be a way, right? This is how deeply our feelings can deceive us. And this is why it's important that we trust in the Lord with all our heart. And we do not depend on our own understanding, right? Because our own understanding can be flawed. And so that's one of the things that we need to do as well. We need to trust God. So one, we got to prioritize our heart. Two, we have to start trusting God. How do you trust God with your heart? How, how do you guard your heart and trust God? Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. Here's how you do it. One, you have to know your word. One, you have to know your word. Okay. And maybe it's going to take you a little while to build up your inventory, inventory of word to a point where you don't have to go find your Bible. You don't have to Google a scripture. You don't have to, but you got to start somewhere. And don't be too prideful to think that you're the person that you're just going to have all these scriptures stored up in your heart somehow and not go through the process of actually learning them, not go through the process of actually seeking them out, right? So what you need to do is you have to seek out the scripture, okay? So it could be, you know what? I'm feeling betrayed right now. And because I'm feeling betrayed rightfully so, because any human being that I told this situation to would agree that I need to go key his car, that I need to go set those clothes on fire, that I need to go run up his Amex, like any human being would agree to that. But what does my word say? Well, maybe my word says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So regardless of what my emotions are telling me to do. My emotions are telling me that I'm justified to do. I know that I should not seek vengeance. Maybe I find another scripture about my anger. God, you know what? I'm just so angry. I'm so angry that this person did this to me. What does the word say about anger? Okay, God, well, you know what? Now that I've read enough scripture on anger and I'm not supposed to go to bed on my anger and I'm not supposed to eye for eye and a cheek for a cheek because it's something for everything. I realize I'm hurt. God, what am I supposed to do with my pain? It's something for everything, but you have to trust God and be willing to go through the process because this is how you grow because responding out of your feelings and your emotions is going to keep you in a cycle of a life that you don't know how to get out of or one that you may not even, even like, or a pattern of, of situations or things that you don't know why it keeps happening. So guarding your heart is so, so important, which leads us perfectly into number three, setting boundaries. How you guard your heart, set boundaries. And boundaries is an overused term in 2022, but I'm glad we're learning, okay? So we want to set boundary. God desires the best for you. Ooh, somebody let that simmer. God desires the best for you. And if God desires the best for you and we're made in Christ's image, we should desire the best for ourselves. And in order for us to desire the best for ourselves, we have to set boundaries because I know that sounds good. I know you're like, you show right, sis. That's why I treat myself. I don't cheat myself. Or do you? Okay. Because to live your best life, you need to set boundaries. See, Jesus didn't waste his time. He didn't waste his resources. He didn't waste his gift. He didn't pretend to be somebody that he wasn't. He didn't do those things. He didn't waste time telling people what they wanted to hear instead of what they needed to hear for their growth. He didn't spend time in places and situations that were taken away from him. 
These are all things that we do because we don't have boundaries. So one of the things that you can do is you can write a list of some things that you just refuse to compromise on anymore. Like I refuse to compromise on this. I refuse to spend another second involved in this type of conversation. I refuse to go back to this place because for the last 15 of my years of my life, I've been in the club and every weekend we go and we drink. I don't like the outcomes that I'm getting. So I refuse to wake up another Sunday morning hungover. I refuse to wake up after another meal feeling defeated because yet again, I've told myself that I wasn't going to eat something that I've eaten again. So I need to start writing a list of things that I refuse to compromise on. What is one of the things I refuse to compromise on? I refuse to compromise on having more than one drink in a social setting. You have to set some type of boundaries. I refuse to compromise on being on social media more than two hours a day. Wherever you are, you have to be honest with you and you have to start setting some boundaries and committing to them is going to challenge you in a way that's going to begin to influence other habits. Because once you just get in the habit of setting some kind of boundary, y'all, you might not be able to tell that toxic friend or you may not be able to, you know, divide yourself or get away from a toxic relationship or a toxic job or so many other things that I talk talk to my clients about in coaching because these things can feel really scary. You feel like you have a lot of roots and ties into these situations, people's places and things, but you can start practicing the boundaries with yourself. You know, I Start it with my own self. No pressures. We will wake up when we said that we will wake up in the morning. We will complete the things that we say we will complete. We will keep pressing forward, although things feel a little uncomfortable. Like start with those boundaries with yourself so that it becomes more of a comfortable habit for you. And build authentic relationships, right? This can actually help you with establishing some of those boundaries you need or maybe breaking away from some of those spaces that you no longer uh, need to be in because they aren't benefiting your heart. They aren't benefiting your life in any way. You have to have some trusted relationships, um, some places where you can completely open your heart to others and just be vulnerable. And unfortunately for some of us, especially if we're trying to level up and elevate to a higher level of thinking, behavior, functioning. We may not have those people in our immediate circle, but don't be afraid to seek those people out virtually or don't be afraid to pay for those people either. Like a coach, a coach is a good example of someone who can help you get on the pathway to thinking differently, right? A therapist. So many of us have never even um, scheduled a session with a therapist just to work through some of those thought processes that are still hindering us just to work through some of those emotions and hard spaces um, that can really set us up for success. So listen, this is going to be really difficult for you if you haven't been exercising these muscles. But in order to guard your heart and in order to grow, you have to seek out a few friendships with people who 
will know you, love you, and accept you for who you are. These are people who are trustworthy. And you may not have that person right now. Start with God. Start making God that person. Start telling God all of the things that concerns you. Start telling God the things that you want to become better at. Like, let you hear yourself say that out of your mouth. Because if you don't have a circle of people who talk like this, if you don't have a circle of people around you who are always trying to grow, then you won't be hearing anybody say these types of things. So you need to say these things aloud. You need to pray aloud, maybe record yourself and hear you saying the things that you desire to do so that you can get to the next level. And last, but certainly not least, is you need rest. You need rest. Sleep deprivation comes with so many serious consequences um, and our mood is typically affected by a lack of rest. A lot of people are walking around irritable, irritable, like very irritable and on edge. And it's because we aren't getting our rest. Our thinking is significantly affected. That includes impaired judgment, right? We cannot make the most logical decision. We cannot, again, be our whole selves when we're not even properly getting the rest that we need. So if you aren't able to do anything else on this list today, because I did ensure you there was going to be something that you can walk away with and start with today, then you can at least rest. Set a rest schedule. Get a rest app on your phone. Some of us can't remember the last time we got eight hours of sleep. It's no reason we we really can't, most of us, but we just haven't done it. Now, this takes a level of preparation. It does. And if you're not accustomed to disciplining yourself in this way to get the proper rest that you need so that you can function properly, then it may take a week or two for you to sleep train yourself, just like we would do with young young babies, toddlers, or what have you, it may take you a little while, but it's so worth it because rest is so essential and you cannot make the best decisions. You cannot be the highest versions of your version of yourself or function optimally when you are not getting the appropriate rest. And so please don't deprive yourself of rest. It brings down your defenses. And of course, if you're on the journey to losing weight and becoming a healthier version of yourself, Rest is something that's so essential. How can I tie in guarding your heart? If you're on the version of losing weight, the uh, journey of losing weight and becoming a better version of yourself, then guarding your heart will actually help you see some of that time that you don't think that you have to change your life. It will actually help you find some of that time to get a better understanding of some of those things that have kept you bound and to reframe some of that energy that you've spent talking about things, researching things, mindlessly scrolling or what have you to some more focused areas of your life that can help you reach exponential growth. So thank you guys for listening to the show. I want to pray with you. God, I thank you for leaving us, God, with a direction for everything. Lord, there is nothing that we can go through. There is nothing that we can think of, God, that you haven't already covered. We thank you for your sovereignty because that indeed is sovereignty, God. Right now, we lift up every heart issue, God, wherever each lady find, finds herself, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will direct her path. I pray that she will acknowledge you, God. I pray that she will give you all of her concerns, God. And I pray for exponential growth 
growth in her life, God. I pray for new relationships, new ideas, God. I pray that she won't shy away, God. I pray that she won't feel imposter syndrome, God. I pray that she won't feel alone, God. I pray that as she puts one foot in front of the other, God, that you will continue, Lord Jesus, to direct her path, God. Lead her to opportunities. Lead her to new information, God. Lead her to new courage, to new insight, God, to new confidence, God. But most of all, lead her to the core of herself, God, because you said that is what we genuinely should be guarding, God. So I just pray that every woman, God, who has listened to this podcast will truly, God, reach fearfully and wonderfully made. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining today's show. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts by scrolling down. That's right. Give me five stars and leave me a comment about what you thought about this episode or any of your favorite episodes. You can also help people find this podcast by sharing it. Share, share, share on your social media, on your Insta stories. Be sure to tag me or you can share on your Facebook, Twitter, wherever you feel compelled to share. It does help. Make sure you get connected with our Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery private Facebook community. It's a thousand women in that group doing the work on all different stages of the journey from learning to eat better to actually getting moving and dropping the pounds. The benefits of being in that group is I go live each week. That's right. So if you're loving the podcast episodes, you'll also be able to go live with me, ask questions, and I can interact with you. All of this information will be in the description box, especially if you need to move forward with coaching. I would love to schedule your 15-minute discovery call. Remember, if you're thinking about becoming well, there is no better time to do it than now. Have a blessed week.